Live from a secret location somewhere in San Diego, California. International drag superstar from RuPaul's Drag Race, UK versus the world, and host of Drag Race Thailand, Pangina Heels, joins us live. Now, let's get to it, GGTV Sessions. Take it away, Glitz Glam. Please do not be alarmed, remain calm. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. The DJ booth is conducting a troubleshoot test of the entire system. Hey girl, hey, it's me, Gigi, and we are back for a very special uh, sessions edition of GGTV in our super, super secret location. Uh, and I have the incredible, the international alien superstar, Pangina Heels. What did you call me? <laughs> I have my papers. I am illegal here. <laughs> Welcome, sister. Hi, darling. I'm so excited to be here and just talking to you. You're one of my favorite people, so I'm really, really happy to be doing this. Uh, the feeling is mutual. Mm. People come into our lives over, over our lives, mm. and some people just click. And from the moment I met you, mm. you were such a down-to-earth, cool chick. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, do you remember where was the first time we met, actually? We met for Pride 2019. Okay. And the back room of Urban Moe's. Okay, when you say back room, I was like, which one? Remember in the I back add? office. <laughs> oh, yes, I do, I do. That was so much fun. And I can't, you know, you can't get rid of me, so that's why I'm back here all the time in San Diego where the weather is just the most beautiful and the boys are as well, you know. Just I Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I kind of, I got to know you before, like, you jettisoned. Yeah, remember that one year before the show aired and I was, like, literally bouncing off sofas and had no place to stay and <laughs> you were just, like, opening your arms and allowing me to be, like, you know, working, you know, and just allow me to have a life back when COVID was just so crazy and in Thailand everything in my bank account was just leaving and just saying bye and so it was I was really grateful and I'm so happy that you know we, we stay in touch and we're still close and it's just it's it's just I'm so happy that now that the show aired and I'm, I'm, I'm getting to do what I love you know you do it so well mm. and the fact that you're cool basically sleeping in my closet it's a great closet. Are you kidding me? I lived in the closet for so many years and not with that much clothes. Um, it is literally every drag queen's dream. Like, you, every, like, if there's like a spot of light that enters the room, it just reflects everywhere. Because literally, she brought all of the, the stuff from Thailand, like an entire drag queen mall, into her closet. Sparkle Plenty goes to Thailand, I believe, mm -hmm. and she buys a lot of shit, and yeah. then I buy most of it off of her. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to when I come visit you, and I'm just going to fill up a suitcase myself. So. I feel like you're going to be there, and you're like, oh, this is just like my home. It's the same thing. I cannot wait. It's always been a dream to go to Thailand, yeah. so that's like two years from now. In the future. 
we're going to save it because you got you got still travels to do. I do. do. I I'm going to the UK um, for my UK tour next year, beginning of next year. I have I'm doing my Asia tour literally in November and December, so I, I'm quite booked. And then I've got great news coming up real soon mm-hmm. that I can't announce yet, but Not it's going to be real exciting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to take a quick minute to just um, welcome you to the podcast today. We just went right into it because we're excited. But you can actually text any questions you might have for Pan today at 619-880-GLAM, and we can try to touch base with you. And I would like to give a little shout out to our sponsors. We have a couple that are online today watching. CheekyVimto.com is in the house. They are they produce high-end, lovely trinkets for fabulous hotels. You might have heard of the Ritz-Carlton, oh. the Beverly Hilton, all that kind of good stuff. And they actually have a little... Um, they have a little gift for you. Ooh. So expect something in the mail real soon. Oh. And it's going to be classy and delicious like you. The opposite of what I am, but yes, <laughs> Stop. I'm excited. And a shout out to Shakespeare Corner Shop and Afternoon Tea. We have a delicious English tea here. Mm, take a little sip. Oh, and we're going to take you down there later today so you can check out the venue. Yes, I heard it's an experience. It is an experience. They don't fuck around. (laughs) It's down on India Street here. I'm just just close right at the tip of Little Italy, but it's technically Mission Hills. Mm. I love the area. It's mm. beautiful. I mean, San Diego is just gorgeous yeah. in general. And it you really you got good weather this time? Uh, do you know what I've always said? If there was only two places that I can actually retire and stay, it would be San Diego and Seattle. Well, my closet's available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently staying there right now. <laughs> Rent's going up. I might need that um, extra influx of cash. <laughs> so, yes, um, let's get down to it. I just, this is really just an open format. You know, yeah. this is um, GGTV sessions. When we do in studio at Moe's, it's mm-hmm. a little more, we talk about politics, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about all kinds of things. But in general, the Church of Glam and GGTV, we worship the 3Ds. What are the three Ds? Divas, drag, Mm. and dick. Do you know what's funny? I've always thought that in in my in what I love about my life, the three Ds, my three Ds are obviously dick, dancing, and drinking. And you know, everyone has their own vice, but that's my three Ds. Oh, we might have to add another D to it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Urban Mose is well known for a heavy pour. I know. I've been. I'm still recovering. Love our drinks dick divas and drag and the food there is kind of awesome and i'm not just plugging it yesterday whatever that thing was that mushroom thing chardonnay mushroom i came i just the smell of it it was so good yes yeah you taste it just smelling that garlic and that sizzle it's like the vaginas at (laughs) fajitas excuse me that's my whiteness pouring out i apologize calm down i apologize for a lot of white people um (laughs) <laughs> yes, we, we enjoy it. We have a good time at Moe's, mm. and we're super excited for tomorrow night. Yes, I'll be performing. I'll be doing my 
new number. Um, I'm, I'm going to do The Girl from the Ring, so obviously inspired by my mom. <laughs> and then I'm going to do a Pennywise number, obviously inspired by my dad. So it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's joining our cast for The Scream Girls annual Halloween show. Mm-hmm. Chad Michaels, Kixie Vixen Styles, Honey Davenport, Dolly Levi. It's, it's going to be insane. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see you tear it up. Because you you always tear it up. I have to mention last time you were here, it people probably don't know that you have a fucked up kneecap. You mean the fact that um, I've actually broken my leg three times in my life before? So it's, it's still really wonky. And you blew me away because one of the first times you were here, you had done Moe's and mm-hmm. then you went and did um, Mischief at Riches as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I know you were in pain. Mm-hmm. And it, you just fucking power through it. Yeah. Like you are such a professional Thank when you. it comes to performing. You blow me away. Thank girl. you. No, I've been, I, you know, with my background as a dancer, you've always been taught like no matter how much pain you're in, the audience doesn't know that. So you have to just push through it. You have to be a professional because they don't care. And rightly so. They're there to be entertained. And so from from that background, I've always just been like, okay, this is going to hurt real bad tomorrow, but you just got to do it. Girl, you do it. And mm-hmm. your lip sync, you are a lip sync assassin. Aww. And watching you, I think you gave me chills when you did was it Mariah Carey at um, Gossip that one night. Okay. That first time around. Mm-hmm. It was either Mariah or Whitney. Mm-hmm. You're just the quiver in your lip. Like yeah. some girls, you know, girls get along mm. with their lip sync, but mm. you catch every note, every mm. reverb, mm. every quiver. And yeah. I, I'm just enamored by you. you. I, I I love you as an entertainer and we have become sisters. Yeah. Uh, you've become my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper that way. <laughs> right? Well, I'm you'll send me the bill later. <laughs> we'll we'll just that's the exchange for rent. Yeah. Um yeah, that's something I wanted to touch on today yeah. because I shared with my viewers mm. that I had taken a little step back from my Church of Glam mm. project mm. because of my health, mm. but one factor I didn't really get to touch on my last podcast was there was um a bit of a mental breakdown as well. I think I was um, overworked, Mm. stressed, Mm. and starting an event is a lot. Mm. And I went from zero to 60 overnight. Mm. Um, I had my partner come into the picture Mm. um, and Creative Press has been so amazing. We've become more than business partners. We've become friends. Mm. But I went from drag once in a while Mm. to weekly bitch. Mm. And it tore me down. Yeah. Not to mention that, you know, I had a few people in my life who care and love about me incredibly, mm. but were, you know, maybe not sure about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I kind of spiraled in my head. Yeah. I feel like when your health is not as its best, as well as starting something new, when you're paving the way, when you're doing certain things that you don't know if it's going to work, but you have such high hopes for it. it is very daring. And it's also the fact that you put yourself in a very vulnerable state. And at that time, I feel like if not everything's 100%. You know, you doubt yourself and you're not at your best. So it's really important that 
your psychological health is as good as your well-being as well. Because I've been there and I understand that situation. Um, and we talked about this as well. And I, I feel like people don't talk enough about it. The fact that you really need to take care of yourself and give yourself happiness before you can give happiness to other people. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like the advent of social media, everyone is just posting that beautiful, perfect picture mm-hmm. that's auto-tuned and, uh, and, and just face-tuned and it's just perfect. Auto-tuned? I don't know. I just thought about that person. <laughs> Airbrushed, face-tuned. Yeah. Um, but life is not that pretty. No. And I think part of the sessions, part about part of today is just kind of talking about that stuff because I, I think it's important yeah. that we talk about it more. And I, for one, um, I shy away from those conversations. Mm. You know, uh, the, the Libra in me wants to be liked. I feel like that's something everybody right. wants. Yeah. But instead of maybe having hard conversations, uh, I, I, I ghost on them. And mm. I'm, I'm a little ashamed to, you know, to mm-hmm. do that. I, I, I even put the project uh, at risk for a moment. Yeah. For a weak moment. Mm. And we're still kind of walking through it. <laughs> but that's life. Uh, for you, I mean, I can't imagine you know, starting from Drag Race Thailand mm-hmm. and then becoming an international superstar, the people in your circle, mm. the change, you mm. know, you know, how many are there to support? And then you find out, are they there to support? Are they, are they there to just latch on? We used to have a term in South Beach um, called Stardust Riders. What does that mean? It was just somebody who just kind of like followed the drag queens around. Like drag chasers? Like okay. Race chasers? Yeah, race chasers, I okay. guess, would be the terminology as okay. well. Um, yeah, I feel like it takes a lot of filtering. Mm. And I think if I had to remember an experience where I had to filter a lot of people, because if your life is going through some sort of change, the first thing you have to realize is that, yes, my life is changing and I am changing. So you can't, you can't fight it. And so one of the first things that I realized was when I had like a horrible addiction. Um, I think back in the day when I was really addicted to Coke, I would literally do it like every other day. And I'm, you know, everyone reacts differently to different types of drugs. But for me, it wasn't just, it wasn't good. And every single time I did it, I had regret. And then one time um, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I am not going to be able to have the career that I worked on for so long um, if I kept this habit um, because I was self-destructive and I had an addicted personality, Mm. which are not two good combos. Mm -mm. Um, And so I would basically lose all the money I've made in one night within like 10 minutes. I'll be like, Coke for everybody on me. (laughs) And so um, I realized this wasn't good for me and I had to cut a lot of people out of my life in order for me at my rock bottom to be like, I need to become a new person again. Mm. And it was really important for my journey and that was something I had to do for myself. Um, And then realizing that sometimes I've had, um, you know, like my the people that I worked with before that was either like a friend who was a dancer or someone who used to manage me and I just realized that I had to cut them out in order for me to receive what I want Mm. because 
it, it, it wasn't a good business venture or it, that person somehow was bringing so much negativity into my life. And so when I actually cut them off and it was one of the hardest decisions in life, turned out to be one of the best decisions in life. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to realize before you do that, you have to have that conversation with the person, whether they're willing to go on this path with you. Because if they're not, then maybe, you know, people come into to your life for a reason, a season, or forever. Maybe they're just Ooh, for like a reason a or reason, a season. A season or forever. Hmm. I like that. I think my addiction is not wanting anyone to not like me. Hmm. It's but, interesting. Like, like the fear of hmm. someone not accepting my love or kindness. Interesting. Does but, that make sense? But do you think about in that way that you can only give love to those who are willing to accept it or those who are sometimes worthy of it or those who are open to it? Mm. Well, I mean, I want everyone to accept it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I believe all people are good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there aren't all. I good made people. a face. I, you did make a face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a very strong face, but um, yeah, I think everyone has that. I inside everyone does want to be liked, but then once you realize that's kind of an impossibility because for me, I don't think that every single day I like myself. Do you? Oh, I have my day. I don't like you sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, of course I have those weekdays. Yeah. Absolutely. We, every weekday. No, uh, I have to practice affirmations. I, I write, I have written affirmations down in a book and I have to look in the mirror mm. and, and it's a muscle that you have to build. And I definitely have my weekdays. Mm. It's interesting how I, um, I do feel that the moon cycles, mm affect our emotions mm. um and i find certain stages of the moon like i can't have certain conversations it's really interesting i want to look into it more right. um you know both you and i i think are very spiritual mm. and um and it it it's something i need to learn more about yeah but back to like mental health and everything i have to commend you in like our conversation last night and how good you are at distinguishing and explaining the layers mm. the complicated layers right of relationships mm. you know and in my head i tend to go off and think the worst yeah i read something this morning saying that um you know you have 95 percent thoughts come into your mind constantly all day long and 80 percent of them are negative thoughts hmm that's like an average for humans mm. and I find that so fascinating yeah and it's something that I have to work on personally but also I think maybe the fact that you think that it's just because I'm just an outside perspective and we're always in our own heads and we don't get to stand back yeah and realize certain things and with the problems that come into our lives we usually let them take so much power that we forget that we are actually powerful ourselves and sometimes we forget that oh my god we've done a lot so far and we let that one thing that oh my god i have to get that a hundred thousand likes on my next video mm. in order to basically hang my happiness on and it took me a while and we talked about the fact that i feel like i'm at a space where i'm like you know what i'm good fuck it Fuck it. I am good. And it took me a long time. And before I used to lie and say that I'm good. But then today, like finally at the age of 34, I'm like, 
I want to keep doing what I love, but I'm not going to kill myself over the fact that, you know, I have to do things. I want to do things. That's a big shift in my mentality. And now I'm focusing so much more on being happy. Um, taking the time from my family, making sure that I take care of the people that I love. And that was in the back of my mind when I started my career. I was like, work, how work, can work, I become work. famous? How mm-hmm. do I blah, 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 blah. And it's all for the wrong reason, you know? And I think it's important for you to share that because I think yeah. people look at Drag Race Girls mm-hmm. and, you know, the the success that you found and they they think that your life is perfect. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. I you, you shared with me yesterday how you get anxiety often. Yes, I do. Um, I have... And because from where I am, we don't talk enough about, you know, when you have certain issues, people mm. would just say the word crazy. And mm. it's very stigmatized. And then they're like, oh, you know, when you tell people about certain issues like anxiety, I think the first thing my mom said was like, well, I fixed all my problems. I was like, well, that's you. You have to understand that people are different. I'm telling you, I'm sharing the fact that I do shut down. My body physically shut down mm. when I'm in a space that I am not feeling comfortable. If mm. people charge me in a certain way, I get into panic attacks. Like literally my body, I hyperventilate and I can't breathe. And that has happened a couple of times in the US, sometimes in Thailand. And I realized when I tell people that, the first thing they would say, stop being dramatic. You're such a drag queen. I'm like, my body is reacting to certain triggers. And for me to realize what those triggers are, then I can understand why, what causes it. But then it's weird because when you tell people, people are like, oh, you'll get over it. Or there's things that it doesn't help to say to another, peop- another person. And so, yeah, I just realized that, you know what? First, I blame myself. And it's a lot of people's um, reaction to finding certain things like this. They blame themselves like, why am I not stronger? Or why doesn't, why can't I deal with it? Well, because you, it, we're different. We're, we're all different and it is a normal thing. And once I got over that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to get into those situations for me not to have panic attacks. It's interesting you mentioned your mother. And mm-hmm. something that has stuck with me my entire life mm-hmm. was... Her thing was when you feel a certain way or you're feeling like you didn't get what you wanted in a situation, she would literally say starving children in Africa, you know? So uh-huh. my whole life I've thought that I'm not allowed mm. to feel that way. And, and, and in some ways being a cis white male, mm. I feel like I have so much privilege in life that I'm not allowed to. To have, mm. you know, like it, my my problems are, you know, hashtag first world mm. problems. So, mm. so in my head, I kind of dumb them down or I tell myself, you know, get over it. But then that's not good for you. I, well, I'm learning. Mm. I'm learning. And I mean, I'm in my well into my 40s and mm. I'm still learning. Mm. It's definitely a process. It is. It's a journey. For it's sure. An ongoing and, journey. And it's interesting on Facebook when people post struggle. Mm people don't want to respond. Mm. Like when people post that they're hurting or they're, you know, maybe in crisis, Mm. like, you know, you'll watch, like Mm. nobody wants to connect to that. Mm. It's so, it, that's, it's such an interesting, um, dichotomy or, 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 um, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the, the feeling of Facebook and social media. Mm. You have to post that you're happy and everything's great. Otherwise people aren't interested. Mm. Why is that? 
I don't know. I mean, I've always thought that for me as a person who has social media and is always active on it, there are times when I'm not okay and I'll just post that I'm, I just went through a breakup. I'll be fine. I'm not fine right now. And it's okay to share to other people because we're human and for us to know that we're at certain points not that plastic perfect stupid vessel of a thing and that we are sometimes raw we're sometimes vulnerable we're sometimes you know we need help it's okay it is i wish there was more services to help i mean especially here in the states Mm. you know mental health and and well-being is Mm. just something that you know, doctors don't necessarily believe in holistic treatments. Mm. They treat your body in different pieces, but not as a whole, mm. you know? And I mm. think that's something that the Church of Glam, that, that is really the, the concept of what we are moving to create, mm. a well-being holistic space for people to go to celebrate, but to also maybe get support Mm. if they're in a moment of crisis. Mm. And, and I hope that, you know, our conversation reaches some ears that maybe say, okay, it's okay to reach out. And you can, you can message myself or pan. I'm Mm. sure, you know, she's, she's on her phone a lot. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) She's slung up in a hotel room somewhere all by herself. You think her life is glamorous, Mm -hmm. but a majority of it is schlepping three huge suitcases through airports and being alone in a hotel room yeah. they don't realize that side of drag no they don't they don't. i mean it's and i'm not complaining no this is I, what i've always wanted but there are there are that side the jet lag and the traveling but it's also so beautiful when you get to go to certain towns and people haven't had that you know that that interaction and the fact that i feel like i represent uh, you know part of my community the asian community you know um, a lot of people feel like they have a voice, and I take that very seriously. And it's just a blessing in life, you know. It, you're a blessing in our oh. life. It's so important to have you out there mm-hmm. and to show these girls that there's there's a platform for them that they can yeah. they can get there. Yeah, they can do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, um, you you touched a little bit. You know, I'm sure our viewers want to know about you. Like, what about your love life, girl? Well, currently, um, you know, I've been hoeing for a while. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a family, um, it's a family business. I've been hoeing for quite some time. I was in a four-year relationship, and then um, I ended that relationship two days before my birthday. Um, and then I was like, you know, fuck it. I don't want a boyfriend. Fuck this shit. I am done. I, it's over. And so um, now that I am actually currently in love, I can full on say that I'm in love. It's a beautiful You thing. just said that like out loud yeah. on, on a pot. Is this that you're like first time saying it like publicly like that? I guess. Yeah. He, you've told me about him. I don't, I don't want you to go into detail it any more than you want to yeah he seems like i'm very happy for you yeah i i am too and it's so it's, she's off the market peeps stop <laughs> hey i canceled a fuck date because i'm ah! so into him yeah i canceled several fuck dates um but don't worry she's left a couple pair of underwear in my drag room so i will sell them on ebay later <laughs> yeah it's worth more if they're dirty i did wash them damn it ah oh, damn it um <laughs> 
But yeah, it's just it, I'm just like so happy. You know that feeling when the world is like pink and you're just smiling mm-hmm. stupidly at the person's text, and it's so great because um, I don't think I've ever dated anyone who actually has their shit together before. No shade, but it's true. Um, he has a house. He has his own car. Um, he has a career, and so it's great. Like we're coming together, and we're just. You know, there's there's not a lot of compromising because we're just enjoying each other's company and we're adding to each other. If that makes sense. That's what partnership is about: finding yeah. someone that you can together build something with. Right. That part. My daddy just signed on. Hi, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we love Anthony. Yeah. He's at work, so he probably won't be able to stand too long. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm so happy for you that Thank you, you. you found someone like that. And yeah. I know you're excited to get back home and to see him. It must be tough traveling and no, being no. apart. Video call, phone sex is fine. But the ah. thing is, like, it's also, it's, it's really a different experience when you're finally dating someone and there are no games. Mm. And it's crazy because I'm like, usually I'm like, is he talking to someone else? Is he still on Tinder? Blah, blah, blah. All that crazy carry from the sex in the city shit in our minds. I don't have this. We're just literally like laying our cards on the table. And it's really rare because I've been dating for like freaking 34 years. And most of the time it's just like, okay, hmm, is he talking to someone else? Am I talking to someone else? Am I allowed to not talk to someone else? Am I allowed to talk to three people and then talk to him? You know, there's mm, so many things in our so minds. There's so many rules. And with this, no, nothing. It's just easy. It's easy. That it, and, and for you, your mm. personal mm. preference, are you more of a monogamous type of person? That's a good question. Um, I don't believe that there is one set rule for anyone. Amen, I sister. believe that <clears throat> if two people can make it work in monogamy... For that two people, good for you. But don't tell other fucking people how to live their lives. If there's, mm-hmm. I've met happy polygamous relationships before of five people, and they make it work. They're the happiest family ever with like two kids. Mm-hmm. Why are we so caught up about telling other people how to live their lives happily when most of the time these motherfuckers aren't happy themselves? Mm-hmm. 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 My family is very untraditional, especially coming from a Chinese Thai family. My parents are divo- um, are separated, okay. not divorced, because of the legal uh, attributes that they have to keep, you know, memberships and stuff. <laughs> and they're the happiest people because my dad has a relationship, but they're not divorced. But the three of them come together, and my mom, like, basically lives alone, but she enjoys the girlfriend's, um, the new girlfriend's um, company. Hmm. We all have family dinners together, and it's all binded by love. And that's not common at all. That's not common at all. But then I've seen a lot of like married couples, not, not, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that it's, I'm saying there's some married couples back where I am at has passed judgment onto how we live our lives. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up because we're so happy and we're not telling you how to live. Good for you. If that's, if it's just the two of you, live your best life, ride on a unicorn fuck a cornflake I don't care but for me this is what my family is like and I'm happy with it and I'm okay so um, I've been in polygamous relationships I've been in monogamous relationships I've been in monogamous relationships that turn into polygamous relationships so yeah I'm very western about it I'm very on board with that you You know know? we are going on 20 years together Mm -hmm. and uh, you know 
my husband is a leather man. People mm. know that. Mm. And he, of course, is a title holder and mm-hmm. has done the whole circuit. And mm. I would never want him to be traveling somewhere at an event. He's yeah. a sexy man. Mm. And I don't want him to miss out on an experience in right. life and to, and to share a connection or a moment with someone. Mm. You know, I, I think as long as I know he has my heart and I have his heart, yeah. that, you know, live your life, baby. Right. And then I, it's so funny when we talk about polygamous relationships and the first thing someone who might not understand about it would say, but what happens if they fall in love with the other person? And I'm like, listen... If you're secure enough about who you are to that person, that shit will never happen. Right. You know, and, and there are other people, pansexuals. Right. They have enough pansexuals. <laughs> they have enough love that they to have more than more one person. person. And right. that's totally fine and that's for beautiful. them. And I, it, it is totally. And yeah. I, you never know what can happen in life and you shouldn't close off the opportunity. True. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I think when I said that, it feels like some people can love more than one person, like you said, and make it work. And, you know, maybe it's a conversation to be had more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, well, there's so many facets to relationships mm-hmm. and love and the degrees of love mm-hmm. and, and, the separation of sex and love, you know, right. and, and love making sex versus just a get off, a release, right? you know, and they're totally different things. Yeah. Some people can't differentiate the two No. Things. Some people think it's exclusive to one definition. Yeah. You know, if you have sex with someone, you must love them and they must love you back and then you are together forever and then you have children, you know. That's not true. I've had relationships where I loved the person, but the sex was so bad (laughs) that I felt like it wasn't lovemaking. I've had sex with people who I met that one night and it was like lovemaking because the chemistry was magic. Mm -hmm. So... It's the the rules don't always apply, right? And you have great sex, and the next day you go out to lunch and you think, "Oh God, this guy's an idiot." I I've been there right? many times. <laughs> I'm like, "Why did I do this?" That that view was real foggy it at was night. Good, it was good, and, and then eventually we're all going to get to an age where it doesn't work anymore. So, if your relationship is based on sex. Mm-hmm. What happens then? True. So it, that's like a whole other episode Mm -hmm. I think we could probably talk about Mm -hmm. for that. Um, I also wanted to talk about, I just think you have become, and I know we just talked about this yesterday, but you have really become like a fashion icon. Oh, thank you. I have loved watching your style Mm -hmm. develop. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you representing your community in Fashion Week. That Mm -hmm. was such... A huge thing for you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cause and you killed it, girl. I keep watching these reels. What um, will, tell us about it. How did that yeah, happen? Yeah, for, for a lot of people, if you come from a different country and to be able to walk in a fashion week that's like New York Fashion Week, Brooklyn Fashion Week, and for you to be able to do that, it was so empowering on so many levels. Because number one, I'm walking not only as a drag queen, I'm walking as, you know... Um, someone who used to be overweight, someone who is not comfortable with themselves, someone who was 
raised in a way that the media taught us to hate ourselves so that we can buy the shit they sell. So I used to not be proud of my brown eyes for the longest time, just because all the social, all the media, all the the ads was just telling you light colored eyes are beautiful. And the first couple of years, I would wear only colored contact lenses, and it took a long time for me to reclaim that power in the color of my eyes, and to be proud that you know um, I'm Asian, but I'm a darker skin colored Asian. Than some Thai people, you know, I'm I'm on the gradient. I am not what people would call fair skin in Thailand, mm-hmm. and it for me to be proud of that and to walk in my own skin um, at Fashion Week in in New York was like a huge fist bumping moment for me as just like I'm walking in my own skin and I'm okay and I love it, um, and so it 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 was full circle for me to be able to do that and to not basically. Uh, change who I am but to walk as who I am in my own shoes um, it was a very proud moment for me and yeah I, we, me and my makeup artists who traveled with me was just like you know we cried before we did the show and then to do it in Brooklyn Fashion Week again so um, this year I've been doing a lot of fa- you know like lots of shows and it was just it proves that if you love what you do and you keep you know working on your craft you can do more than just one thing and people would always try to put you in a box oh you're just a performer you're not a model you're not a this you're not a that fuck him i don't care about the box i want to do more than one thing and it's okay that's why my drag is always different and a lot of people at the beginning they're like tell me about your drag in one sentence i'm like <laughs> you can't. i can't because i like doing crazy i like doing comedy i like dancing i like so many things and why are you limiting yourselves by what other people want you to limit yourselves but you know what's funny is that when you talked about fashion i used to be so afraid of fashion why because i didn't understand it. I was intimidated by it. I didn't have a relationship to fashion, and it was only until Drag Race Thailand that I met um, Art Arya, my mm-hmm. other co-host, when my relationship to fashion shifted. Yeah, art is incredible. You've told me so many stories mm-hmm. about how they um, they refer to clothing in gender specificness, like mm-hmm. oh they or she's feeling. Mm-hmm. That I love that. I love that about them that that is so interesting the way she talks about clothes as if you know it's a breathing it's the way she drapes the way she touches the fabric there's something magical when i see her do it and when she looks at fashion like the shit she puts on her body i'm like no one else can do that and make it work like it's very rare and she just has that it factor and just working with her for like two seasons i've realized that Fashion is something that can be fun for you. It's not intimidating because if you make it personal, you have a relationship to it versus something that is untouchable, something that you have to reach for. No, I wear a lot of Thai fashion and mix and match it. I think of a character the same way that drag is. Mm. So one day I would be like, oh, from head to toe, how does this look work? Um, how, what is this character? I would always think, okay, this character is a bad boy. Where's Where is he going? Right, Where is right. he from? Right. Or this person is going to smoke a cigar in a lounge in, you know, in the South Hamptons or in France. So it's always fun to create that, but also make it personal, you know? But I, t- interestingly enough, I hated art the first time I met her. That What, what was it that you didn't like about her? Why? She was the opposite of what I was. Um, I'm a performer. 
I love performing. She can perform to save her life. Um, I love, you know how when people, they're going to dance, they would count five, six, seven, eight. This person counted one, two, three, four, and confused everybody in the entire like concert hall. It was so funny. I had to like step in. I'm like, mom, excuse me. It's five, six, seven, eight. Otherwise, everyone's going to get confused. But the first time I saw her, it was like in a concert. She was a stylist and she has a very resting bitch face. Um, I didn't like her energy because I'm very friendly. She doesn't talk. She doesn't smile. She's very sharp. She's very sharp. And she's always thinking the whole time. And I'm just like, talk first, words first, and then think later. <laughs> so we're so opposite and the first time I saw her we were on the set to shoot for the poster of Drag Race Thailand and I had no idea she was my co-host until that day mm. because someone fucked up so wait the whole time leading up to that moment you thought you were the the only host the only host the only <gasps> host because scandalosa scandalosa <laughs> um, and I, I am not an egotistical person. I'm a confident person, but not egotistical. In terms of if someone was to tell me there, there were two hosts, I'm fine. I'm good. And so that day when I showed up and I was doing my makeup and then this person showed up and was calling the shots, I was like, what the fuck? And so the first day I went home, I was so upset. I was like telling myself, if I see this bitch on a highway, I'm a rear end her and punch the shit out of her. I seriously hated her so much. And then something life taught me. It was like, I could not have done Drag Race Thailand, the two seasons, without her. Without her. I would never be able to have a relationship with fashion or have these opportunities without her. She brought in so many of the celebrity guests for season one. Um, to the point that now I know them. I work with them. They've become my friends. For season two, me and Art were gelled together to the fact that we don't even have to talk to each other to make the same decisions. We looked at each other. We were like, go. It's crazy. And I found out that, oh my God, I can be wrong. Because I thought that she was just this evil she bitch character that is out to devour souls but then I realized that this is a human being that is one of the kindest nicest person who's been there for me when I was at my weakest at my lawsuit at my breakup and the last breakup I had she, I was like I just broke up with this person she was like meet me in an hour bring the wine I'll bring the wine and oh. we just sat there and we cried and it's crazy how first impressions are not everything and the fact that you have to own up to the fact that you can be wrong and you might be pleasantly surprised sometimes you're not but sometimes you may be and that was what it was and leave space for that yeah and with that we're gonna take a little 30 um, second break and take a breath and take a sip of our delicious tea from Shakespeare's yeah. Corner Shop and afternoon tea we'll be right back with more Pangina Heels wanna join us live? Wanna meet our cast and special guests? Have your say on this very podcast? Then come join our live studio audience. Sundays from 12 noon, live from the world famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. We can't wait to meet ya. We're back with my family. She, you have become family. Oh, but likewise. Anthony and I love it when you come to visit. You know, we don't 
We don't let just anyone stay in our house. Oh, I know. So just know you're special. I feel special. You are special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're here at our secret location doing this lovely background. After this podcast, we are going to enjoy a little bit of the sunshine. Pan's got a little work to do mm-hmm. for some upcoming exciting stuff. Yes. For, for your tour. Your for my tour. tour. Gotta, there's so much paperwork. Oh my god, you have no idea. It's like applying to get into heaven. When you're from Thailand, the visas stress me so bad. Like, I literally age five years every single time I have to do it. And it was so difficult during COVID. I I remember, like, your first few trips to San Diego. Mm -hmm. Girl, my bank was over me when I would come because I was trying to help you out. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even take cash this right way. I I don't know if I should say that on air. (laughs) I don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) But when you slide up into that yeah. bank with all those ones, girl. Yep. But you're, you've got it down now. Mm-hmm. You've got your upcoming tour mm-hmm. of the UK mm-hmm. and China. The what, So... I, Asia, you said you're Asia. 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 Well, I mean, China is a big part of it's Asia. It's closed right now. <laughs> well, yeah, girl, they're really strict with they're their really COVID. Strict. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there, there's some shit going down in China right now. Mm-hmm. There's some more breakout. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, we wish them all the best. We want, yeah. we want COVID gone, honey. We want all of this COVID gone. Mm-hmm. It's still happening mm-hmm. here in the states. We yeah. still have people around us getting it. It's mm. you know, so be careful out there, yes. folks. You got to wear your masks. Stay away from situations that may put you at risk risk, honey, mm-hmm. and get your vaccination. Mm-hmm. And your monkeypox too, because you want to suck some dick, girl, and you don't want that. Have you seen, when you get it on the face? Uh-huh. Oh, those poor boys. I know, yeah. Mm. They went down to Puerto Vallarta and they came back with a bunch of friends on their faces. Oy. <laughs> oh, Lord. But you are you have a boyfriend now, so we don't have to worry about stru- sucking strange dick. Mm. But my husband and I are, you know, we're open. Yeah. So I, I'll suck a strange dick. Yeah. Well, not strange. <laughs> just Not strange. I don't, you know, I don't like the ugly ones. Just, just, you know, mysterious. Mysterious. Although I do like some big ugly ones. I know, I don't mind. Some but what big. do they look like? Well, they you know, like, I've, have you ever heard the, ta- the term Frankendick? No. Oh, I've. What's a Frankendick? I've come across a few. There's not like a single particular Frankendick style, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, Unfortunately, some men, um, when they got circumcised, mm. maybe the doctor had a few drinks the night before. Like, I remember I, I had this one guy that I had sex with, and, and granted, it was really good sex because I like a good mushroom head. Mm-hmm. We're getting a little serious in the dick worship here right now. I mean, that's part of who I am, so I'm not ashamed of it, and mm. hopefully you aren't either. Mm. Um, so, his, like, you know how you have the split down the head of your cock? Yes. Like where your pee hole is? Yes. His, like, literally was like this. Like, like, like getting two pieces. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like two pieces. Okay. And it it felt really good when it, like, you know, slide, you know, pop and then slide on down. My husband hates when I make that noise. Mm. But okay, enough about Frank and Dick. Um, (laughs) It's alive. (laughs) It's alive. So you've been traveling the world. What are some places that you haven't been yet mm-hmm. and that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't talk about the places you don't want to go back to because we don't need to get into negativity. The place <laughs> that I want to go to that I haven't been yet to perform or to relax. Both. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with performing. Where do? You, what do you want to accomplish? What do I you mean, want to do? I. I love Australia. I want to go back mm. to Australia. I want to go to Canada if I'm allowed, um, because I haven't been <laughs> back in a while. Um, 
I, I mean, I love the States. I just love everything about the States, just performing here and just like people really get and love drag here. But also, I'm going to have the opportunity to go to the UK very mm. soon. And that's going to be amazing because it's been so long since the show aired and I haven't been yet. And a lot of my sisters has been. And so it's... When you were filming happen. there, did you get a chance to go out Hell at no. all? No. You know, you no. can't. You're, you're can't on lockdown. Leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're excited. You're gonna. Can you announce where you're going to be at in the UK yet? I think we're going to announce pretty soon. Soon. So stay tuned, kids. Mm-hmm. You UK folks. That Entire are month. An entire month. Yes. Nice. Many locations <laughs> to be announced. And uh, people need to get over it in, in Canada. I mean... Uh, uh, Jimbo and Lemon love you. Yeah, I love. We've them too. watched it. They've. Yeah. It, it's a show. It's it and it's it's a game. It's mm-hmm. it's a contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you, you were competition. You mm-hmm. were you were in the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, so it made sense. Yeah. You know, and people got butthurt about it, but yeah. to get death threats over it is a little much. It's a little much, but but I'm know. sure you know. On the flip side, mm-hmm. you know, you've gotten your share for. <laughs> they've gotten their share mm-hmm. for getting rid of you, and it's just yeah. It's such a. I didn't like that concept. I mean, it made good for TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, to make you all play against each other. Yeah. But I, you know, I I prefer Rue making the final call. I do love <laughs> It's that. easier that way. I do love um, the format where everyone gets to stay and show what they prepared. You I know, do love that. The all winners, I love that, yeah. It's so good. And um, uh, Canada versus the world starts up in just two weeks, November 18th, they start. That so sounds exciting. I'm excited to see Silky back on mm-hmm. the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the whole cast, mm-hmm. but it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're thinking about showing it at Moe's. So if you want to see a viewing party of uh, Canada versus the world, you let me know. You got to call in. And you can actually text us right now if you'd like at 619-888-GLAM, G-L-A-M, if you have any questions uh, sorry, 880-GLAM. 619-880-GLAM. I just like eights. They're, they're exciting. They, they're just continuous. They're, they're infinite. They keep oh. going. And eight inches is a good number. That's a, a that's a solid. Number. That's a solid night. Yeah, it's a very good <laughs> night for me. So travel-wise, yeah. where do you want to go? Oh my god. Okay. I've been to the Maldives once and oh. I, I really want to go back to the Maldives. I do love Bali. Oh my god, that reminds me I really love Bali. It's beautiful. It's just stunning. The scenery, the people, the culture. Um, there are many places I really do want to go still that I haven't, but you know, I've just been on it. I have not relaxed yet. And I realize one thing as well is that I really need to take a break sometimes. You do? Yeah, I really do. And thank God that San Diego, whenever I come to see you, it's always been like we sleep early and I get to really relax and just breathe because touring is really fun. But once you've been doing it right off after the show aired and you haven't stopped, you're like, I ain't robo bitch. You're like nonstop almost two years now? Yeah. Yeah. I And have, you're pretty booked for another I'm booked two until years. January of next of, of next year. So for actually no, I'm booked until March of next year. March twenty twenty three? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what happens after March. Maybe I just fall off the edge of the earth. 
earth, you're yeah. not going to be one of them. It's interesting. Some queens, you know, they get their 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 title year, mm. um, but you are a queen that has made a mark in the industry. Thank you. And I I see you continuing for a long time, and we're putting it out to the universe. Now yeah. we want a drag race Thailand season, season three. three. We want it. I I'm sure it's coming down the line. Yeah, can, that, that would be such. Uh, a mistake. It would be awesome bring to bring it back. And also, like, with my House of Heels, my own club. Yes, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So you can also follow um, House of Heels B BK or BKK? BKK. BKK mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Pan has her own club yeah. in um, Bangkok, which yes. I hope to perform at someday. You will. So let me know when you're there. And do the it. girls there turn it out. I do. love that they do group numbers. They I do. see the costumes, the Mm-hmm. They put a lot of work into it. They do. Um, and I think it's so great when we collectively decided that this is the kind of drag we want to put out, the level of drag we want to put out. And so all of us really kind of like try to level up in a way. And that's fun. And everyone's so different. And we're, you know, growing up, I've heard a lot of horror stories. I'm doing Nicki Minaj, so you can't do Nicki Minaj. Mm. Or like, I am the only one who's allowed to do Christina Aguilera at this club. And I'm just like, let's not do that anymore. Not in your Mm -mm. space. Not in my space. And also, I hate the toxic masculinity in queer spaces. Mm. I don't care who you are, what gender you are. Everyone's allowed to be in the same area if if you're respectful. And I mean, during Halloween, all those masculine muscle men are throwing heels on and asking us to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's There's like... There's space for everyone. And I don't like it when I hear, oh my God, what is that girl doing here? Mm. I'm like, why? Do you know that, you know, women are such allies of our community? They they walked so many marches with us and I feel like we need to stand together. Absolutely. And, and it goes both ways. I mean, if, I mean... Bear in mind, if there was a bachelorette party and, you know, Becky comes running in and thinks that she owns a show, baby girl, no, you don't. So it goes both ways. Sometimes during our brunch, I have to do a little PSA. Mm-hmm. I'm the hype man for our Bubbles for Brunch. We do it every Saturday at Urban Moe's. My sister, Kixie Vixen Style, puts mm-hmm. on an amazing um, show each and every week. And I have to give a shout out to, to, to Kixie mm-hmm. and to Chad and to Strawberry. Mm-hmm. These are all some local Chad Michaels, Strawberry Corn Cake. Mm-hmm. Um, Kixie Vixen Styles, Miriam T. Mm. It takes a lot mm. to coordinate a weekly fucking show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to coordinate. And corralling drag queens is kind of like um, corralling cats. Mm. <laughs> Rabbit cats. <laughs> Rabbit cats mm-hmm. that are in heat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, um, because they love dick and uh, cocktails, and <laughs> unless they don't have one, if they don't have one of those, they're not ready to perform. <laughs> but you know, I, so much props to them, you know, and, and Chad especially. Chad puts on; it, it's one of the longest running drag cabaret shows in uh, California. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent that comes through there, I am so blessed and grateful mm-hmm. to be a part of that the energy in that room Mm -hmm. is unlike anything else for real even within the states yeah um we like to keep it uh, it's a smaller audience it's a more Mm -hmm. intimate audience Mm -hmm. and you just have such a great experience 
And Chad, of course, will be back here on the 6th of um, November for our Church of Glam and our live studio broadcast of GGTV because we have a very important uh, election coming up. Uh, November 8th is our, you know, here in um, California and we have our Senate hopeful Joseph Rocha will be in the House as well. We are going to talk about all of the amendments on there on the ballot. We're going to talk about who we need to support uh, in, in the United States. States, we are, uh, it, it, there's a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's happening in the UK. It's mm-hmm. happening all over the world. I feel like um, the this is the last grasp of the straight old white man to be in control. And they need to let that matriarchy mm-hmm. come in. So, you know, we need to have a blue wave here. Mm-hmm. I, I know in um, back home in Thailand, there's all kinds of stuff too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're so happy that you're there representing and shining a light and yeah. being that fabulous sparkling queen that I mean, you are. I'm, I think silence is death and you need to speak up when people try to keep you down and when they try to shut you up, you need to just be louder and try to make the world a better place. That's what we do with drag. That's yeah. what drag is all about. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast today. Oh. And I, God, that hour goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. Especially when I get to talk with someone fun like you. Oh, thank you. And I'm looking forward to jumping in that pool. I am too. And find so, me a rich husband. Yes, there's a couple walking around here. 90 and above. 90 <laughs> and above. Because you want that check after. Girl. I do. Trust. And that house. Is there anybody that you want to do any shout outs to? Anybody you want to say hello to? Anything you want to say to people listening right now? Or- I mean, if you're ever you know in Thailand please come by to my club the House of Heels we really put on a a good drag show and also you know my Asia tour is coming up real soon with Pulse Clinic Uh, that's going to happen in November and December look out for me if I'm in the UK in January I'm touring with Club Kids um, and it's going to be awesome Oh, I love that tour. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. And if you're here in San Diego, come on by Urban Mo's on Sundays. Uh, the 6th of November, we'll be back in the studio audience. Uh, follow Pangina Heels on Instagram and her social media platforms. You can follow me at Jesse underscore Glam on IG, as well as the Church of Glam.com and the Church of Glam on IG and Glitz Glam TV on IG. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for coming here with me, Pan. Pleasure, baby. I love you. I love you too, girl. And I look forward to seeing all of you out in the clubs. And let's just Damn, girl. Was that an hour already? Sheesh. Time flies when you're having fun. Want to join us live? Meet our cast and special guests. Have your say on this very podcast? Well, join our live studio audience. Sundays, 12 noon, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. Be part of the community like never before. Hillcrest, see you next week.